0: Hello, and welcome to the FinCider podcast, brought to you by Corporate Spending Innovations. CSI created FinCider to deliver the hottest topics, current trends, and technology advancements within the payments industry. Today, we will be discussing the present and future state of automated payments with host David Disk, president at CSI, and his guest, Kevin Phelan, the head of global business solutions at Visa. The current COVID-19 pandemic has certainly brought on a great deal of challenges for many businesses over the last few months. So we thought we'd take some time to evaluate how this has impacted B2B payables and what to expect moving forward. We present to you now an insightful conversation with two of the industry's leading experts. And with that, here's your host, David Disk, and special guest, Kevin Phelan.
1: Well, Kevin, it's great to have you here today i um, excited to talk to you a little bit about the, the current state of the, the payment ecosystem and evolving trends.
2: Hey Dave, great to talk to you and thanks for taking the time with me today, looking forward to this conversation.
1: And I'm going to start with a, a specific question to you and Visa. Visa sits on top of a lot of data. How do you see things evolving in the COVID and how does it affect B2B payments going forward?
2: You know, I think you hit on one of the the bigger or more interesting um, questions that we get asked. To your point, we do have the luxury of seeing data from all over the world. Um, And we can check markets, um, and, and literally I check every week 10 to 12 markets around the globe. What we've seen is that over the last, you know, several months, you know, we're seeing now all of the travel and b2b payables now coming off their lows and now starting to return now we do believe fundamentally at visa that you know first and foremost the payables business that really didn't contract as much is recovering very well there are certain segments that are going to take a little bit longer um E, even though it is starting to improve or travel and entertainment is is improving we do think that's going to be a bit of a longer slog if there's a positive thing that we are seeing now in the travel and entertainment side is that all segments are off of their lows and pretty much week over week things seem to be improving in most of our markets around the globe taking it here to the united states um i think that's very much you know a consistent message what i will say is that in many of the segments in the b2b payable space we are seeing you know, back to year over year growth numbers. And really that's, I think the, the big change that we've been seeing. Um, t and is improving, but it's gonna take a little bit of time to get there. That's why I think it's so important that the work that CSI is doing in this payable space uh, really is helping both buyers and suppliers deal with the digital environment that they need to move into.
1: Well, Kevin, I appreciate that. You know, it, it certainly has been a challenging time. You know, when I think about PSI portfolio, we do a lot of work in the uh, T&E space. We do a lot of work with travel, travel management companies, and obviously process a lot of payments in the hotel space. We saw the low uh, in, in those particular segments hitting around April. And then it's been just a a gradual uptick each month, which is positive. It's certainly not recovering as quick as I think we'd all like, but at least we are seeing the recovery and and a positive trend in those specific industries. And then the overall B2B payable space, certainly uh, it didn't contract quite as much as those specifically hard hit areas, but it certainly is moving in the right direction. Is that what Visa was seeing too, uh, the low uh, around the April timeframe and then that gradual uptick from there?
2: Absolutely, Dave. You know, what we we saw, and it absolutely correlates to when do lockdowns occur um, at a country or a market, when do those lockdowns get eased, and then what happens in that post-lockdown environment. And let me just, you know, give you a, a quick global example before we go into um, the United States specifically. Um, Australia and New Zealand, you know, we saw a significant drop in their payables business um they did a you know very very good job given you know their location and their ability to manage their borders when they opened back up we saw a double digit year over year increases in their payable volumes and now as some of their cities like melbourne have closed down we've seen it start to slow down again so we believe there's a strong correlation the good thing is is that even when these you know um releasing of some of the border controls and what have you are happening we are seeing that consistent growth april was the low point um, across most of the markets now here sitting in the united states um, in many of the segments we are now seeing and back to year over year growth and we expect that to continue especially since all of the supply chain issues have been addressed that initially occurred right after the pandemic really started impacting organizations in February, March, and April. And also with the fact that buyers and suppliers need to have digital solutions, we do expect that that's going to continue to increase B2B payables.
1: Yeah, Kevin, I'd agree with you 100%. I mean, I think you're going to see some small, you know, restrictions, you know, if, if restrictions are, are put in place, um, but not to the level of what we saw in this first hit, and I think that we're certainly seeing our customers uh, doing a good job of making the adjustment now of, of working in a more remote environment, a social distance environment that allows for the, the digital platforms that you're talking about to do what they're supposed to do and, and allow business to, to run a little bit more smoothly during this challenging time. So let me ask the other the other side of this question. Now that we've seen a little bit of what the kind of impact and the trends are in this COVID environment, uh, what do you what do you see the the effect of B two B payments going forward as it relates as we start to merge out of this?
2: Yeah, you know, Dave, it's a, it's a good question. And if we go and and really take a look at the B two B payables environment. Um, what really happened almost immediately and i'm sure you saw this as well in the february march and april time frame all of a sudden buyers and suppliers came to the conclusion that i have to digitize my payments because one i don't have people sitting in offices that can write checks open checks deposit checks Create invoices, send invoices, and the like. So the need for this digitization really hit both buy side and supply side clients immediately. And so I think that digital journey that you know quite quite honestly here in the United States we've been on for many many years to displace checks, displace cash, streamline processes. If there's ever a good side of COVID and in the pandemic it's now accelerated that because of necessity and we within visa in the payable space have seen that as well and as we talk to partners like yourself we look at our own volumes we are seeing that transition happening we need to make sure that we're supporting you your clients to make it easier to expand in this payable space more broadly um, which is a little bit different than the area where You're you're, um, participating right now, but the other big things we're seeing, as you can imagine, um, where there is card present transactions um, versus in the B2B space, safety has become critically important for consumers. So, therefore, you see this large um, surge in contactless and mobile types of payments, um, which the United States was one of the last markets to embrace it. Um, now it's accelerating as well. Um, and again, similar to what we just talked about in payables, it was by necessity that we looked at electronifying the payables infrastructure in the exact same way it was because of safety concerns that we've seen this increase in contact lists and mobile types of payments.
1: Yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent, Kevin. I mean, as a, as a consumer, Um, The amount of tap that you could do with your phone now has increased exponentially, which is a real positive from a security perspective and and all the wonderful things that those contactless payments do bring. Um, You know, from the B2B side, I agree with you 100 percent. You know, we're certainly seeing a lot of collaboration amongst all the players in the ecosystem. I mean, you think about it. Uh, there's a lot of complexity. You've got ERPs, you've got merchant acquirers, you have issuers, you've got the, the card networks, you've got P2P platforms, invoice automation platforms, and all these platforms, you know, need need to connect and talk to really provide this, this secure digitization and, and automated you know payment processing uh system. So I think platforms like Visa, you know, driving this, uh, platforms like CSI that has a lot of connectivity to both the merchant acquiring side, the issuing side, banks and financial institutions certainly are in a good position to help drive and and, and support uh, these these remote workflow and remote digital uh, processes that need to occur. So um, I'm full alignment. And I think the biggest thing we're seeing is just a lot of collaboration and and a a lot of uh, openness to driving the connectivity to provide these experiences. And, and I think the real beautiful thing, Kevin, is a lot of this infrastructure was already in place. I think what COVID's done is, to your point, is just reprioritize it. So I do believe when, when we start this, to kind of ramp out of this, businesses are gonna be really well positioned to focus on their core business, and some of these ancillary processes as you've talked about related to accounts receivable, accounts payable are going to be in the back burner because they're going to be fully digitized and fully automated or the tools will be there for those businesses that haven't taken that step.
2: Yeah, I, w- I would agree. I, I think you-, you hit the nail on the head on how it's evolving and the role you play, the role we play. Ultimately, within Visa, as we step back, our goal is to partner with you on behalf of your clients and for your clients so that we can make this digital journey this digital um, migration as easy as possible and to your point it requires great collaboration between all the players so whether you focus on the accounts payable side whether you focus on accounts receivable the reality is that connective layers got to be strong. And so you'll often hear us within Visa talk about our network of network strategy. What that basically means is we're a network and the value we can bring to you and your clients is when we make that connectivity, whether it's into an AR provider, whether that's into a financial institution, in ERP integration, etc. And that's why our relationship is so important to make sure we stay connected. All the good things that you're doing on behalf of your clients, um, our goal is to make sure we can support them coming into the Visa network and hopefully bring value to everybody within um, the full payments lifecycle.
1: You know, Kevin, that, that connectivity is key. And, you know, I think about a project CSI recently did with a subsidiary of, of Visa CyberSource. We had a uh, a large vendor that was receiving tens of thousands of payments through, uh, you know, the more traditional, more archaic, probably, payment delivery of virtual card, where they're getting an email remittance and having to manually process that. And we were able to work with your subsidiary to map into their open APIs, map into the merchants' APIs, and the benefits included basically a frictionless payment now. All payments issued in a given day, all will process the same day with no one touching them. It eliminated a huge human capital effort in their back office on the AR side, manually processing payments and fully automates the reconciliation process. So I certainly see the future moving more towards those types of solutions. Probably not going to be a one size fits all out the gate, but I think that what is doing and, and that open connectivity that you're allowing fintechs and other partners to connect to is going to take a lot of friction out of the payment ecosystem.
2: Yeah, I think I think you're spot on. If you if you think about the history over the last five to seven years, many organizations said let's tackle the accounts payable side of things. And the example you just talked through and what you were able to do for a client not only to address their accounts payable but ease their accounts receivable is critical for future success because often even though we were collectively in the industry automating accounts payable a lot of the burden was put on the suppliers and their accounts receivables infrastructure so not only did they have to become in our case card acceptors but they also had to develop unique ways of processing those transactions. And you've highlighted a great example where CSI said, working with Visa and our CyberSource group, let's make sure we're solving for both sides because that allows, like you said, straight through processing, direct integration into ERPs, and it helps immensely on end-to-end reconciliation. And I think as we can continue to do that and bring those solutions broadly to your clients, um, it gives them great value on both the buy side and brings great benefits to their suppliers and ultimately makes their working capital chain their supply chain much more effective and efficient. So I think that's a great example that you highlight. You know, We should continue to do that. And again, from a Visa perspective, our commitment is to make sure that we do those things to make it easier on both the buyer and the supplier. Love that example.
1: So Kevin, you're kind of morphing into uh, the, ne- the next topic, which is the future of payments. As we kind of morph out of this COVID environment and look three, five years down the road, and, and based on the example we just talked about, what does what the future of payments look like from Visa's perspective?
2: Yeah, you know, as I, I sit back and look at the evolution that's happened, how it's accelerated in a COVID environment, there's a couple of things that we're thinking about, that we're building out within our network, expanding our, our capabilities. And it's a lot of the work that I look at what CSI has has done, um, and I think it's critically important, is that, you know, what, what we have seen accelerate is both buyers and suppliers their fundamental function is not to be in the payment space. Their function is to create tires or manage bakeries or, or whatever it is. They're not payment geeks like you and I are. And the reality is, is that over time, what we've seen is this desire for both the buy side and the supply side to say, make it easier for me to do my payments whether i'm making that payment or i am accepting a payment and what that really really requires is that you as an organization can consume that payment instruction file um, regardless of how the payment's actually going to be managed um, within that supplier and so that gives great ease to that buyer so that they're not saying my check run is going to go here, my ACH run is going to go there, my card run is going to go there. Organization like CSI steps in and says, I can consume all of that and direct it appropriately. I think that's going to continue to accelerate around the globe. And at the same time, we will see more of that on the supplier side as well, that the supplier doesn't want to have to think about the modality of the payment type coming in. They just want that integration to happen and they want it to be done with ease directly into their ERP. And so we believe that's going to continue to accelerate. That's part of the reason why we're not only investing significantly in all the things we're doing with virtual payables and all of the new APIs that we brought to market and continue to bring to market, but also supporting other types of payments, whether it's high value, cross-border payments, low-value cross-border payments, connecting our clients in, in a way that they can accept those payments on behalf of their buyers, and they know that they can pass that transaction through CSI into Visa, and we can help route that, not only in the United States, but around the globe. So I think you've got a great leg up right now within the industry and all the investments that you've made. Your connectivity also into the AR space, and how you can help ease that reconciliation, again, is a differentiator. And I believe over the next two to three to four years, the organizations that can truly take that friction out and think about that friction, both to the buy side and the supply side, and can consume that within their own organization and automate it, I think, that's the future, and I think you're extremely well positioned not only to continue to operate the way you have been, but also expand much further into the future.
1: Now, Kevin, I really appreciate you saying that. You know, we, I think what you're talking about is the real movement to a, an automated, integrated payments service or platform. You know, years ago there was some talk about it. You know, certainly the, the market recognized the need to go to to integrated payments. But I think that it's really, the realization is really happening right now. You know, it's not, so, you think about the way the infrastructure was set up, especially in North America, it was a very decentralized payment process, right? You did paper checks one way. You did ACH another way. If you had card provider and you're doing virtual card, that was a third process. Now there's a real movement towards, to your point, a real integration, a real connectivity with the procure the to pay systems, the invoice automation systems, the ERP systems, payment instructions hitting a platform such as CSIs, and then let the platform decide the best way to decision, dynamically decision that payment between the buyer and the supplier that's most efficient, most cost effective, that provides the best benefit, and just let the system do what it's supposed to do. Um, we're certainly seeing that happening. It's exciting. And uh, I certainly see the connectivity happening, which is which is the most important thing. You know, when we start to open ourselves up and allow ourselves to share data and connect, it makes for a much more valuable experience for both AR and AP. And I certainly see the market is moving that way. And especially as we, we emerge out of this more difficult time, it's, 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 it's more relevant, right? Because, you know, we're going to have a lot more remote. Uh, processes, remote work processes, and uh, you know you can't be running in the office to process paper checks or receive paper checks. And these digital processes, this digital connectivity is, is a must. And uh, you know we see ourselves as a platform, just as, as Visa does, to help facilitate that process. And, and we're really excited about it. And I loved your comment about payment geeks because I think you and I certainly are payment geeks that live and breathe this every day. And and find it pretty exciting to, to look at how we can solution and work together to take, you know, certainly friction out of the out of the payment process.
2: Yeah, I would agree, and that's the great thing about our partnership. You know, we we continue to challenge each other uh, on the, you know, on behalf of your clients and the payment process itself. So our commitment is to continue to take that feedback. Take those challenges, make sure we're doing the right thing from an investment perspective, because we do think, um, again, if there was something positive about the pandemic, um, the reality is, you know, the solutions that we're bringing to market are ever more important, not only just to make things a little bit easier, but also to drive controls, security, and the like, and um, make sure that everybody understands where their payments are, where their payment flows are. Um, and managing it on a holistic basis. And like I said, I applaud what you've been doing, what the team has been doing, and greatly appreciate the partnership that we have.
1: So Kevin, based on the pandemic, how is the payments industry managing risk and fraud from a work from home perspective? You just touched upon it a little bit in your last question, but you know that's, I think, the biggest concern that a lot of businesses have is as I move into this kind of remote work environment, you know, what's the security around the remote workflow, the digitization of payments, and, and how is Visa and FinTech like CSI supporting that movement?
2: You know, Dave, it, it's really, it's an interesting question. And, you know, I'm, I'm old enough, I guess, in the payments industry to reflect a little bit back on 2008 and 2009 and the Great Recession. Fast forward to where we are right now, many of the things we saw emerge in the 2008 recession um, were addressed by organizations like CSI ahead of the pandemic. But what's happened also within the pandemic with everybody working from home is there are a couple of things. There's been an unbelievable need for buyers to understand where their cash is, having visibility to their cash, Um, having working capital tools to manage their cash, especially when the pandemic first hit. On the other side, suppliers were very much saying, I need to have visibility on where my inbound cash is coming from. Um, I'm willing to have different terms to ensure that it's coming in as rapidly as possible to make sure that it's um, coming in in a guaranteed way, the way it is with a virtual card type of transaction. And throughout both sides, both the AP and the AAR side, there's been unbelievable need for controls and visibility associated with that payment. And so when I look at what CSI has developed over the years, what you've now brought to your clients, you give them that level of visibility and control. And in this environment, where you have team members working from home you have people unable to get into the office in some cases to validate the goods received and what have you. You've created the ability to build in those controls to give that cash flow visibility, to give the controls on when it's going to move. And I think that's really essential because in this environment, whether it's the treasurer or the CFO, they want to make sure that their partners can deliver and execute against that and make sure that they understand and that you understand how important that cash flow is to them, that visibility is, and that there is security in all aspects of the infrastructure that's been built. So I think, again, we saw that really emerge in 2008, fast forward now to 2020, and it's accelerated as a result of everybody working from home. So the work that you and the team at CSI has done has really put you in a great position to sit down with that CFO and treasurer and say to them you know we've got your back we've got the controls you need we can give you that visibility and we're here to support you for that so i think you know as as we think about the results of the pandemic that's one of the most exciting things that you can go to your clients and your prospects and say you know we've got that covered because in today's work from home environment it's critically important So, I hope as we continue to move forward, um, you know, we continue to help you facilitate these payments, work with you and your team. It's been a great partnership. Love hearing and love having the opportunity to be in front of your clients, hearing from them. Um, And just want to end with a, a big thank you for the partnership. We wish you all the best going forward and we'll stay connected.
1: Uh, Kevin, it's mutual. I appreciate the time today. I appreciate you giving some insights from Visa's perspective. Um, you know, we've had a, a great partnership for a lot of years. Um, you guys have done a lot to help us bring innovation to our customers to support these types of challenges from remote, remote working, remote workflow, security, fraud management, risk management, all the, all the things that are essential to delivering digital payments in a secure way. So we appreciate the partnership. I appreciate the time today and, and thank you for, for your insight.
2: Great. Have a great day. Be safe, be
1: healthy.
0: Take care. Thank you, David and Kevin. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you'd like more information on CSI, please visit our website at corporatespending.com and be sure to look out for our next FinSider podcast. Have a great day.